Squibkick. What's up, everybody? This is Jeff. Psych. This is Fink. Due to some scheduling conflicts, it's uh, the honorary AJ Sportsbook handler here back on the pod. And hey! Back with the usuals, and I'll turn it over to those two, Sebs and D. Smith. Yeah, and unfortunately, we had to actually uh, part ways with Jeff due to creative differences. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. He is, <laughs> he's just out for this week. We're, Jeff, we're uh, looking forward to having you come back next week. We are still in the same uh, recording studio we've been, which is Jim's basement. Jeff is just not here. But where did Jeff go? Like Kenya or something? I thought he said Congo. Uh, yeah, he's doing like a mission trip with like uh, church groups or okay, something. Okay. You know, classic Jeff yeah. doing church stuff. <laughs> Jeff, I'll do my best to fill the void while you're gone. <laughs> All right. So I think, you know, this past week of football was, uh, NFL was good. I don't know about our league. You know? A little, little down, little down. A little down. Yeah, little, highest scorer. Highest score was Mason with 145. 149. 149, and like a majority of those points were from Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Which we will talk about at some point here. Um, and I guess that can lead into our first Brow Rage. Actually, I was going to say before we get into that, I was going to say that I'm pretty sure this past week um, we actually had the, the matchups work out perfectly where... The top five scorers all won, and the bottom five scorers all lost, which does not happen very often. Wow! Yeah. And we had we Man. had four teams under ninety five points, so ninety five and under four of us. So low low scoring as ever. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a tough going for some of the teams. Two in, of the two of the, the podcast uh, members here today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I think we can dive into brow raisers. Uh, Drew, you want to start this off? Yeah. Um, uh, last week. Uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase—they finally finally clicked. I know uh, when Mason kind of reached on on uh, Joe Burrow in our draft, he I think he took him in maybe like the seventh round, which is a little surprising over some other guys. Uh, he was really into getting that stack of of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and they finally pulled through and and really propelled Mason to a victory last week. Uh, they combined for seventy four fantasy points in our league, which literally I think is. If you double that, it's 148. So just under half of Mason's points last week were, were from uh, these two Bengals. Burrow had four total touchdowns, 300 passing yards, and went for 40 fantasy points. Jamar Chase, seven receptions, 132 yards, and two scores for 34 fantasy points. And for Mason, that's probably a pretty good look going forward because uh, next week they play Atlanta, who is currently 24th against the quarterback position in fantasy points and 29th against receivers in fantasy points. So look for those two to have another pretty big week. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna build right off what you said about the schedule. Um, you look at some of these matchups Burrow had earlier in the year. Dallas is a pretty good team. The Jets are a surprising team, but I think we can all say they're pretty good at this point. Uh, the Dolphins, the Ravens, those are four really solid teams in the first six games there. Drew already talked about how he gets the Falcons. Then he gets the Browns, the Panthers, uh, the Steelers, and the Titans. That's a five-week stretch there. I think there's a buy-in there. So four or five games. Those are not super good defenses. Yeah, no. No, not at all. And you look at Joe Burrow here. Four of his first six weeks have been 23-plus points. I think the Mm. expectations are through the roof here for the Bengals coming off their Super Bowl run. So I think uh, Burrow and Chase, I I don't, you know, obviously they're not going to do what they do this week. We say that a lot, but I think they're going to steadily continue to improve and just be a... Uh, a force to be reckoned with as we get to kind of the 
meat of the fantasy season, so to say, the playoff push coming up here in a couple weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you notice that with Super Bowl, like, it doesn't happen every time. Like, you know, it doesn't happen with the Chiefs. They're still back in the conference title game at least every year. But, you know, the Rams off to a terrible start. Uh, Bengals not looking like the Bengals. I mean, they were they were a lower seed last year, but you, you'd think coming off a nice playoff run, they'd be amped and ready to play. But, you know, we haven't seen it as much this year. Um, they could did play the, prime time. Could be the Joe Burrow injury yet. That's, we, we, we forget about that. Yeah. He was out all summer. That's yeah, that's it took true. Took a while to get back, so okay, yeah, yeah, maybe lost some chemistry there. Just you know, because like even after he won the Super Bowl, like I I don't know about other quarterbacks, but I know Mahomes is going to the practice field like a week later. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe not, but you know, they, yeah, injury all summer that that definitely took a toll. We're seeing it, but um, we see it happen to teams. You know, like the Buccaneers win the Super Bowl and then they have an early playoff exit the following year. Um, you know, back in 2012, Ravens win the Super Bowl. Flacco's never the same. You know, Matt Ryan Ooh. goes to the Super Bowl has a you know has a tough game and he hasn't looked like MVP like almost MVP caliber Matt Ryan. He won MVP that year. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he won MVP. Yeah, he hasn't looked like an MVP caliber caliber quarterback since then. Um, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he, and then he's just yeah, uh, he did he did have a pretty okay uh, 2018. I think he I feel like Wentz got hurt again in 18, and and Foles played a little bit. Man, I might be making that. But up. he wasn't Big Dick Nick. Oh, he hasn't been since he left Philly. <laughs> yeah, but either way, like you would think off a playoff run like that, he can get a starting job somewhere. No, he's a backup. Oh, the Jaguars said you can get our starting job and then Gardner Minshew beat him out. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. Stash. It's uh yeah, it's it's odd, but it tends to happen a lot and um I I think the maybe the Bengals can turn it on and yeah, that was a big primetime game against the Saints, you know. You got the LSU products going back to New Orleans for that one. Um in primetime was pretty cool to watch. But we'll see if that sparks something for them and they can, you know, go on a nice win streak and get hot going to the playoffs. No doubt. Yeah. All right. I think I can move on to my brow raiser. I got Kenneth Walker. Yes, sir. You know, uh, Rashad Penny out with a – he had season-ending injury – or season-ending injury and surgery. Yeah. So um, that's really big for – for Kenneth Walker's opportunity to show the league what he's got. Um, you know, the, the last week, 21 carries. That's that's huge. That's, like, big for fantasy managers um, as I'm sure that workload will continue over there in Seattle considering their passing game is iffy at times. Um, even and so He put up 18 points last week. The week before, he only had eight carries. Rashad Penny was still playing but still put up 14. So he's capable of putting up good numbers even in a committee. Let's see how he does by himself, you know? Yeah, I, I um, you know, a couple weeks ago I tried to trade Drew for Rashad Penny. You had him, right? I did. Mm. And Drew can quote me here. I said it's uh, Kenneth Walker's backfield by week eight. Yeah. Now, I did not foresee that happening because of injury. Whoa. But um, here we are, and it's coming up in week seven. And, I mean, Kenneth Walker was a beast at Michigan State. Uh, I He seems like a young talent. Um you know, he kind of gives me Saquon vibes. Obviously not to the extent Saquon was, because Saquon was a freak of nature coming out of college. Yeah. 
but he's this young guy. He's very agile. Um, he's got all the moves really fast. Uh, I think he's just like looking to prove himself almost. And mm-hmm. I think he's in a good situation to do that. Uh, I think he'll be, I think he'll be ranked inside like the top 12, 15 running backs going into this week. I, I, I might even say top 10. I think there's a lot of love for him and they're going to, Pete Carroll's going to utilize him well. Yeah, with a workload like that, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and and Pete Carroll's history is, even with Russell Wilson at quarterback, was we want to play good defense, we want to run the football. And, you know, with with Rashad Penny out of the way, unfortunately for him, um, you know, Kenneth Walker has a real opportunity here to to get a ton of carries. Obviously a great talent coming out of school. Um, I actually actually, uh, got him... In the in my uh, rookie draft in in dynasty, and I had to use the third overall pick on him, but I I'm happy with that pick right now because he is he's going to be a pretty good running back rest of the season, and if they don't re-sign Rashad Penny, he could be a a pretty high pick uh, moving forward. Yeah, and he's on Cam's roster, correct? Yes, Cam. I tried to trade for him the other week, man. I'm sure you're happy those trade talks broke down when they did because I'd be uh, loving my life right now at 0 six if I had him coming onto the roster. Yeah, Fink, who was your uh, brow razor from? Yeah, so my brow razor in good fashion when Jeff's not here, I'm going to talk about one of Jeff's players. And it is none other than Nick Chubb. Who else? Jeff's best running back and a top three running back on the fantasy uh, stats this year. So Nick Chubb, 12 attempts for 56 yards against a stingy uh, New England defense. So, as I talked about earlier, I'm looking ahead at the schedule. I'm a big look ahead at the schedule and the matchups. Nick Chubb has the Ravens, the Bengals, the bye. Dolphins, Buffalo, Buccaneers, Houston's in there. They're easy. But then they get Cincinnati and Baltimore again. So, that's seven out of the next eight matchups for him. I see against very tough defenses. The Ravens held Saquon Barkley to under 100 yards. Uh, We talked about the Bengals, how we think they're going to pick it up. They're a good defense. Buffalo, Tampa Bay, I don't need to say much. And Miami's going to be making a playoff push. So, Nick Chubb coming off a seven-point week. I see a ton of tough matchups ahead for him. Um, I definitely see his stock going way down over the next uh, seven weeks, so to say. I know it's kind of like, you know, is Fink hitting the panic button here too early after a seven-point performance? But I'm not saying he's going to be, um, like, terrible. But I don't think he will continue at this RB3 or top RB5 pace. I think this is the start of a downward trend. Yeah, it's it's very difficult schedule coming up for him. And at this point, a lot of teams may be trying to limit him individually because that's really the brightest spot. I mean, Amari Cooper has done well, but that's easily their brightest spot on offense. Maybe Kareem Hunt comes out, emerges, starts to put up some numbers. He hasn't been great at like the first, he had a good week one. Other than that, his his fantasy numbers have been slightly under double digits, pretty much every game. Some games, I think he scored one last week. Like yeah, he's been sort of abysmal, not looking like how he was last year. That run game, Chubb has been doing fantastic, but I I don't think they're like you know they were like number two in running last year. Yeah, I don't crazy. I don't think they're up there. Uh, right now, considering Kareem Hunt has hasn't been producing, and um, and it's really just been Chubb, and even you know he only put he single digits last week. Tough schedule coming up. I don't know if that'll I don't know if that'll continue. Yeah, and uh, part of that part of his down performance could have also been due to the fact that uh, it was the first game that he hasn't scored a touchdown since week one, 
and it was his lowest carry count of the season with only 12. I think they were, I didn't really watch that game, but I think they were down to the Patriots most of that game, needing to throw the ball a little bit more. So um, obviously the Patriots are a, a pretty tough defense. And when you're, when you're facing a good defense and your workload goes down and you don't get in the end zone, you're bound to have a bad game. And, who knows? Going forward, it, it may get tougher for sure. The the beginning of their schedule, they had Carolina in Week One. Pittsburgh's not a very good defense. Atlanta's not a very good defense, and you know Chubb kind of played very well against all of them. So you know it'll be interesting to see what happens here moving forward. Can we go off topic for a hot second? Go for yeah. it. Uh, we were talking about the defenses Drew just mentioned. Chubb also went up against the Chargers defense and dropped twenty seven. If you follow the Chargers at all, they were supposed to be a top three defense this year. They went out and made yeah. all these acquisitions, and I played them actually, and they got me negative six, and that's the reason I lost to Jordan. What I'm salty about it still, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the point is, the Chargers defense has to be one of the biggest letdowns of the NFL so far this yeah. year. I, they're four and two still, but their defense has looked atrocious. And if there's another Fink and Seb slap bet in the making, and it involves the Chargers, that defense is going to have to pick it up. <laughs> terrible. I think I saw a. I think I saw a video of. Um, the Chargers run defense at one point during during maybe their last game or two games ago, and their their big free agent corner J.C. Jackson was on the sideline. They they didn't have him in the game, which is insane because they they signed him to a big contract. They got, and, they got Khalil Mack. Yeah, I know. Too. Like they have everybody now. They are playing in a in a pretty tough division. Although Broncos' offense has not been what it's supposed to be, so maybe the division. No isn't quite as good in terms of offenses as we thought. I mean, the Chiefs are obviously... Well, the Raiders great. have been, like, they've been... You, I think they, when in their loss to the Chiefs, it was their second um, second loss when they were up 17 nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's it. sighs> but, so Raiders. it's been a tough going for them. Um, but it, it's still a solid division, considering you got the Chiefs and the Chargers, both 4-2. and two, yeah. and, and they've got... You know, they all have to play each other. The Broncos' defense hasn't looked terrible. The Broncos' defense is actually unreal. Yeah. Like, I would be... We made you were talking about this the other day. I would be pissed if I was the Broncos' defensive player. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Dude, dude they... What is it? They haven't given up more than 20 points in a game or something? I think only once they've allowed more. I could be wrong, but I know... Okay. It's usually... That's they've impressive. every team to 17 and under, except for the possibility of one week. Drew's getting on the stats now. But, yeah, that defense for the Broncos looks good, and... I'm getting a little worked up here just talking about the Broncos. Yeah, they the only the only game they allowed more than more than uh, 20 points was against the Raiders in Week Four. Wow. Yeah, and they're what two and four. They are two and four. Broncos country. Let's ride. I, <laughs> you beat me. They have a. Um. They're. Yeah, they, they are second. They're the lowest team, at least in the AFC. I'm going to check the NFC in points, like points oh, wow. four. No points four. Oh, the offense. They are oh. the lowest. They have at 91. The next lowest is like 99. Everyone else is like in the AFC. Yeah, in the AFC, everyone else like at like 114 is also pretty low. I see 140, 50, 170. Jeez. Like that. That is ridiculous. Yeah, the Russell Wilson experience has been very bumpy to start. I'll put yeah. a bow. Yeah, the Bears team. are the second lowest in the league at ninety three. Yeah, just feel. They're worse than the Bears. They're worse than the Bears. Oh they are my the, goodness! They have scored the least points in the I'll, NFL. I'll put a bow in this Broncos conversation. We'll move on, but thankfully, I think the Broncos are done with prime time now until maybe once like late. <laughs> Dude, in the year, if they so. have if they have another one coming up this year, it's gonna yeah, get flexed. Thank, thank goodness. <laughs> <It> probably <laughs> it will. will get flexed. Dude. 
Um, yeah, dude, that is uh, it's abysmal because yeah. they were they were you know high hopes. Yeah, for sure. So that that wraps up brow razors. Uh, Sebs, actually, no, I have one more brow razor to talk about, and it has nothing to do with fantasy football. What's that? This is the freaking New York Giants brow razor. <laughs> oh my Let's give gosh. him his minute. Give him his minute. Give me my minute here because the hot minute. Everybody knows that the Giants have just been dog shit the last. 10 years Forever. just like terrible insert the boat picture yes and i'm also gonna i'm gonna make this a new york brow razor because the jets uh led by their mormon uh they are <laughs> a good team somehow and you know the giants doubters they put, i think they put the giants haters to sleep when they beat the packers and they followed up with the win against the ravens but here's my little betting spiel for all you out there jordan swagger listen up Closely. Uh, Jordan is in a non-betting state. We do not endorse that here on this podcast. I'm as... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The New York Giants are actually underdogs against the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. So if you're looking for a good underdog bet, the Giants, uh, the Jets, who do they play? The Jets have the Broncos. Broncos. The Jets are also underdogs. So the Jets and Giants, 5-1 and 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 4-2, both going up against lackluster teams, are both underdogs. So... My brow razor is Vegas is sleeping on New York teams. Get on that and win some money. Yeah, that's uh. And go Giants! My goodness, I, I'm on like my, a high right now. My brow is raised. <laughs> I like it <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I'm I'm trying to get on Fanduel here real quick to see what a uh, money line oh, parlay would be. It, do, it does it does look like we have a, a caller on hold right now. Well, uh, we're gonna go to him, and Drew will be back with uh, Vegas's odds on the New York teams. Uh, caller one, you're on the line. Blaine calling from State College, Pennsylvania. I am wondering where you guys have the rookie running backs Damian Pierce and Brees Hall ranked for the rest of the season. Mm, thank you, Blank. That's a great it's a great uh, question. Before, before we get into that, uh, if you parlay the Jets and Giants on the money lines this week, it is plus 376. I would give wow. a that, fellas. 376. On Fandle, as it sits right now. Um, Damian Pierce and Brees Hall, those are two pretty good storylines right now for the running backs. Especially the last time I was on this pod a couple weeks ago, we talked about how the receivers have been the, the storyline so far. They've mm-hmm. been putting up all the points. But Damian Pierce and Brees Hall, they are getting some attention. Um, you know, I drafted Michael Carter as the Jets running back, and he early in the season had a role, but that role is essentially – I don't want to say it's completely gone, but if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's not seeing that starting lineup. He's touchdown dependent now, the way I see it. Uh, Brees Hall, I'm going to just talk about him for a second. He looks explosive. He is making big plays, uh, big runs. He's running with his head downhill. He is looking good. Um, So Mason wanted to know where he thinks they're going to – who's going to be a better at the end of the year. Was that? He said where do they they rank and win all the running backs? Where do you have them rest of the season? I would go out on a limb and say one of them. Now, hold on. I, before I say anything dumb, I want to figure out where they're ranked right now. So give me, uh, give me a. You mean, you mean through the through the season? Brees yeah. Hall is I'd, six. Dude, I gotta say both top top twelve at the. I least. was going on a limb and say one's gonna finish top five. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's and a then good. I think the other one is gonna be top ten or twelve. And who, Hall's and, already six. And which? But. Who do you think is in in what spot there? If I had to pick one, I'm gonna go Hall because he's on a winning football team. Mm. Ah, dude. Ah, yeah. 
you know, I see a lot of trend that your fantasy players. A lot of the good players are on winning teams, I feel like, this year. I'm going to go Damian Pierce only because um, Brees Hall has Michael Carter on his team, and Michael Carter could still take touches away. You think Rex Burkhead is going to take touches away from this, you know, this rookie that's going off right now? I, maybe, but Michael Carter definitely gets the ball more than any other Houston running back. Yeah, Carter's a, Carter's a better running back than Burkhead, right? For sure, he's younger. You know, definitely more elusive, um, and I, I think he's still talented. It's just Brees Hall is killing it right now, and they, there must be they must be seeing something not only on the field but in practice as well, where Brees Hall is definitely performing. Yeah, at a high level. Yeah, and and I I will say here, uh, I would probably rather have have Hall than Pierce at this point. I think Hall. I mean, Hall was drafted in the second round. Pierce in the fourth round. I I think Hall is just the the better physical talent, the better you know role Mm -hmm. player. I will, however, say that Brees Hall's next five weeks are not favorable. Mm -hmm. He has Denver, New England, Buffalo by New England. That, that yeah, is a, I mean, having a buy in there, obviously you're not going to be able to play him, but those are four very tough, uh, yeah. you know, run defenses to go against. So in these next five weeks, you could see a, a little bit of a lull in production unless they get a little creative and use them more in the passing game. Um, but yeah, I think these are both pretty, pretty valuable pieces moving forward. Now to, to build on that question a little bit, let's throw in uh, Kenneth Walker, who we already talked about mm-hmm. another rookie running back out of those three. Give me, give me a one, two, three, you know, First, second, third. Who who would you rather have in what order? Before we hit this rankings, just a little fact here: Brees Hall and Damian Pierce each have a touchdown in their last three weeks, so they are finding yeah. the end zone. So we'll see. Obviously, you're not going to score a touchdown every game, so we'll see if one of them kind of gets away from the end zone. Sebs, go ahead. You can start out with the rankings. I I love Kenneth Walker and his opp- opportunity right now, but I gotta go. I gotta go Pierce Hall than Walker only because. Only be I, I wouldn't be surprised if Walker. I mean, you know, he's already started so many weeks at backup. If you're going from here forward, I wouldn't be surprised if Walker pass, surpassed them. It's just we've already seen a sample from uh, a, a much larger sample from Hall and Pierce. But so, like, if say say starting right now, starting right starting now, right now, you you have to you have to rank them moving forward from this moment moving forward. Like, who do you who do you would you rather have the rest of the season in, in what order? Those three. It, it, it's a, it's a, I'll it's, go, a tough, it's a tough debate. All right, no, that's that's good. Um, I'll go. I'll go Pierce, then Walker, then Hall. Wow, oh, and really? that's that's because Penny's out. He's gone. He's out. He's done. So, like, I would not be surprised to see Walker getting twenty carries every game. You know that that translates well into my rankings here. I was gonna go Hall, Walker, Pierce, okay. and I go back to who's on winning football teams. Pierce, I just, Mason, don't, I just don't like the potential of committees. That's, that's I, I my main thing. And Mason, me and Mason had some trade talks, and Mason valued Damon Pierce. Damon Pierce is a top 12 running back, which he is. I just don't see it. Now, I'm 0-6 mm. for fantasy, so take that with a grain of salt, <laughs> if you will. But I, I think Damian Pierce is still great. I think he'll finish top 15, no doubt. But if we're going potential, I think Hall and Walker pass the eye test a little better than Pierce. Okay. Pierce. And yeah, I think what go back to what you said too. Kenneth Walker is the sole guy there right now. Yeah, like there is just, nobody else there. And you know, just like uh, Geno Smith has been going off here and there. Yeah, they have good. They have good receivers, but that does open up the run game a little more. And and, 
And, like, Zach Wilson is honestly, like, Gino's been outplaying Zach Wilson from what we've seen. I know yeah. Zach Wilson did come in a little late, but Gino's been looking good. The Seahawks. They look good. Yeah, and their defense looks. They're better than the Broncos. Oh, yeah, by far. <laughs> Who would have yeah. thought that? Yeah, no one would have thought Russell Wilson goes from one team to the other, and the team he left is better. Yeah, that's crazy. And, like, the, the Broncos were supposed to be better than the Seahawks. And the anyway. Broncos have... Even with... The, like, let's say Russell stays in Seattle. The Broncos are the Broncos. There was a chance... There was a good chance the Broncos... We, like, on paper, the Broncos were still better yeah. than the Seahawks. Yeah, with, with Drew Locke at the helm. Right. You can't tell me. I feel like Russell Wilson is... What If you ranked him right now... If he retires today, is he a Hall of Famer? Are you saying... Are you saying... He retired, like, yeah, we just got we just got a bleacher report. I'd say no. No? No. He's got one Super Bowl. He doesn't hold any records, does he? I guess not. Man, I... Uh, dude, he had a very high he would percentage. Be, I was, I was going to say, if he, if he had retired at the end of last year, I would say, yeah, I think he is a you Hall think, of Famer. You think because he plays worse now, I'm that not, makes... I'm not, I'm not saying that that would... Or... I'm not saying that that would, that that would actually take him out of the Hall of Fame, but a lot of fans would... Or if he would just hang it up right now, I think a lot of fans would all of a sudden, you know, have that little, like, oh, man, maybe it was the system. Maybe it was... But just, it's mm. so bizarre because Pete Carroll is a defensive guy... The, the whole big thing in Seattle was everyone was like, let Russ cook. Like, whenever you let, let Russ throw the ball, he was, you know, putting up huge stats. Yeah. Seahawks were doing great, whatever. But Pete Carroll's like, we, we want to play good defense. We want to run the ball. And I think that's a, a, kind of a reason why, why Geno Smith is playing as well as he is. Because Geno Smith is a guy that's, you know, protecting the football well, playing really good football. And now Russ goes to a guy that was supposed to be an offensive guru kind of guy from the, from the Packers. Yeah. Oh, man, Nathaniel Hackett looks bad through six weeks. <laughs> I heard he lost the locker room. Bleach mm. Report came out with something. The locker room is not rallying behind him. I would not be surprised to see him can the next two to three weeks. I know he's a first-year guy, but if you lose a locker room like that, it, this is, I mean, with the high expectations they had and you were two and four, if you're sitting at two and six, three and seven, oh, you've got to can Hackett. I, I think that I think that because he's you know it's, it's his first year I think that I think they'll let him go the full season but if if you get to the end of the year and the Broncos are five and twelve or you know what whatever I th- I think you got to do something and you're probably not going to trade Russ on after the first year of a five year two hundred forty million dollar contract it's first year on a new team you know like and we've seen him play before like he's he's a good football player yeah he's a good football player yeah. like. The Hall of Fame argument is similar to me if Matt Ryan won a Super Bowl. Mm, if Matt Ryan, dude, I think Matt Ryan could still make Hall of Fame because he's been consistently good, not great, consistently good for so long. You know, it's a like it's, it's a, like Philip Rivers. It's a Phillip weird. Rivers going the Hall of Fame. He's yeah, going. I, it's a weird. He makes the playoffs it's, a lot. It's kind of it's a weird standard to have. Not first ballot, but. You'll, you'll get there. It's kind of a weird standard to have, like with with the Hall of Fame. I know we're kind of getting way off topic here, but like way off topic. But like, <laughs> I, I know the game has changed a lot in you know in in years and and whatever. But there's a lot of players in the Hall of Fame that you can go back and look at them and be like, do they really deserve it? Like, yeah. If you go back and look at like Troy Aikman's stats, yeah, he won a bunch of Super Bowls with the Cowboys, but Mahomes already passed him in passing touchdowns. Wow. There's been That's some nuts. pros that have criticized the Hall of Fame. They said, you know, it's the Hall of Fame. It should be hard to get into. Like, really hard to get into. 
Like, yeah. that's why I don't see Russell Wilson or Philip Rivers as for the Philip Rivers as Hall of Fame guys. Yeah. Uh, you you think you think that you think that argument still stands up with Eli? I'm a little different on Eli. There's a little <laughs> bias, but let me back it up. Dude, helmet catch, dude. He's a two time <laughs> Super Bowl MVP. That's true. Hall of Fame is about champions, and if you're not holding a record, Russell Wilson doesn't hold a record. Yeah, winning matters. Yeah, that's, that's Eli is a, if Eli wasn't a two time Super Bowl MVP, let's say he won two Super Bowls but didn't have the MVP tag there, it's a different argument to be made. It also helps he took down the 17 Patriots. I mm-hmm. think that helps him out a little bit. But do you think like okay, Russ? Yeah, he didn't. He won only one Super Bowl, but he was. A hair. Notice how Drew said Pete Carroll likes to run the ball until he gets to the. Water. Yeah, no, I was gonna, I was gonna say that, but you were, you were in the zone. I, right, like he was a hair away from winning another one. That's and the they've, they made so many playoff runs. Yeah, they had a great defense, but their offense was still so good. You know, they, they, and it was average ass receivers there. Like they didn't have a Randy Moss. They didn't have a Calvin Johnson. They had uh, Jermaine Curse. Baldwin's good. Yeah, Doug, but Baldwin. he's, Doug Baldwin's an he, underrated receiver. Yeah, all right, he was good. But let's 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 really cut good. this one off before it turns into right, like two hours of nothing. <laughs> but um, Mace, back to Mason's question. Somehow that's how this originally started. Can't originally, talk. Oh my god, I can't talk. Originally started. Yeah. Good yeah. question, Mason. I think. Uh, yeah, those guys. I think they're both going to be uh, forces to reckon with for the next couple of years for sure. Yeah, yeah it's, it's an exciting running back rookie class for sure. Um, just like the receiver class we had two years ago. Who was in there? The the Jefferson, uh, Jalen Rager. <laughs> <laughs> Who was all, dude? There was like six. CD Lamb, yes. uh, Metcalf, right? No, nah, Met Metcalf no, was the C- year before. CD uh, was, uh, was CD it? was in the Justin Jefferson. Was he not a rookie last year? No, he was in the Did Justin we Jefferson say Jamar class. Chase? Jamar Chase was last year. Man, I'm all no, 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 you're good. Okay. You want me to look it up? <laughs> yeah, sure. After this, we promise we're going to get back to on topic. Yeah, well, we got all right. While Drew's looking this up, we'll hit our quick scoop and score for our league. Or Dak no, was I, on I, the I, waivers. I can, do, I can do it right now. I can do it hey, right now. no, fuck off. Right. <laughs> D- Dak was on waivers. He should be coming back this week. Uh, could the, the Cowboys are on a roll? They're going to put him in there. Let's see if he can fill the shoes of Cooper Rush. Yeah, and going five better, and one as a starter. Five and better zero. Better no, about Dak. Four and four one. one. Four and one. Four is, and one. Yeah, and. Yours truly picked yeah. him up. I I mean, you guys know I'm 0-6 in the dumps. I have three quarterbacks on my roster right now. <laughs> Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, and Dak. And I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but my God, I need a Cowboy to be so good for me to get out of the basement of this league. Um, As a Giants fan, who do you, like? who's your least favorite team in the NFL? I still dislike the Cowboys more. Okay. Now, I might not be completely accurate because I'm Philly everything else. I've heard that from a Commanders fan as yeah. well. That's so, like, interesting. I'm Philly everything else, so it kind of is like... Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Dak Prescott, he's going up against the Lions this week. You couldn't ask for a better matchup to try and get you back in the flow of things. Mm-hmm. That's a defense that allows points. Yeah. Who have the opportunity to throw the ball. Uh, he then gets the Bears. They're not too good. The Packers haven't looked good. They made Danny Dimes look really good. Uh, the Vikings are good. The Giants are decent. Um, it gets the Texans, Jaguars when we get later in the year. So he's got some good matchups. And, you know, the Cowboys, once again, here they are in a playoff mix. It seems like a reoccurring theme, sadly. Yeah. But I, I think Dak Prescott, you know, I think he'll be consistent. I don't think he'll come out. I don't know. He's coming off an injury. I don't know if he'll come out slinging, but we'll see. 
But definitely, definitely, uh, from an unbiased standpoint, if there was ever a team that needed a quarterback, it was mine. Yeah. So it was a good pickup for my team. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, Drew. What we what was that stat we were? Twenty twenty uh, draft oh, yeah. class for receivers. Yeah. Let's hear this. I'll just I, I, there's a lot I, there's a lot of receivers. I'm not going to name all of them because there's a lot of the good randoms. Ones. I'll just go through and, and name the good ones here. We have like, these are high profile ones. They maybe not necessarily good. Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, C. D. Lamb, Jalen Rager, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr., Lavisca Chenault, K. J. Hamler, Chase Claypool, Van Jefferson. Um, let's see, Gabriel Davis, Damn, uh, and Darnell Mooney. Gape was in there. And, yeah, and there's a couple. And there's a couple other ones that are like lower profile, like dude, like Quez whoa. Rockins. Donovan They're all Peoples, on fantasy teams. Donovan Peoples except Jones, the one is Denzel Mims. Those are all kind of like background wide receivers, yeah. but there's a lot. And yet Drew chose to let off with lead off with Henry Ruggs the <laughs> third. That's because he was the. First receiver drafted. But yeah. come I was going to say, sorry, sorry. Henry Ruggs the third. That's who we led that conversation well, off with. I'm, I, was going, <laughs> I was going through in, in draft order. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, quite the draft. Um, yeah, no, that's nuts. Uh, that, that is nuts. Uh, great. Yeah, great receiver class, and they even had good rookie years. And uh, I'm sure one of those names you mentioned, probably like, like a Darnell Mooney, you know, might have a great career you know we still haven't even seen it yet um bears got a that's definitely going to go down as one of the greatest receiver classes yeah. if not ever like um all right yeah let's move into fortune tellers fortune cookies i can i can <laughs> i can lead this off so we got a big name coming back this week i wonder who that is i wonder who that is have we talked about Man, I who who would be who would be someone we wouldn't have talked about the first six weeks, but all of a sudden week seven is just out of nowhere. Back Alan, was he no. back and was he hurt? I don't no, 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 no he no, wasn't. No. And you know he's gonna come back firing on all cylinders because he's juiced up. This man <laughs> is DeAndre Hopkins. He was juiced up, all right. <laughs> that is why he was suspended for the first. Dude, six he's weeks. gonna. Oh my gosh, he's gonna come back. He's gonna come back angry, dude. Two years ago, 115 catches, zero drops, dude. Zero drops. Similar how my fantasy team needs a quarterback, the Cardinals are desperate, especially now with that recent injury to Hollywood Brown. They are desperate for some offense. Yeah, this this came back at perfect time um, for the Cardinals with, with and Brown. For, and for me, but, you know. Yes, of, of course for you, Zebs. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Cardinals just uh, lost Marquise Brown for, it looks like, at least a month, probably closer to six weeks. Uh, they went out and actually grabbed Robbie Anderson too. So you know they're they're trying to get their offense together, and DeAndre Hopkins could be that missing piece that you know maybe maybe um, brings them up a little bit. So what's your fortune about, Mister Hopkins? So we're talking about a three-time All-Pro receiver here, and last year was limited to injury, um, but you know this year limited due to performance-enhancing drugs. My fortune for this week, and this is taking Hollywood Brown's uh, injury into consideration, this guy will drop 25-plus fantasy points first game back. He's going to explode. You see the targets that Hollywood has gotten. I'm pretty sure it's been double digits every week. The one week it was like 17. If not double digits, minimum eight targets every game. And a lot of them were double digits. This guy's and he he was already... We've already seen him do well with uh, um, 
what's his name? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. In a in a season where he, in the season where he had 115 catches, no drops. That is just a ridiculous stat line. Um, I think, and you know, they're in a dire need of a spark. I think this is their spark. He's he hasn't he he's he hasn't gone away. He's still the DeAndre Hopkins that we know him to be. Um, what do you what do you guys think? Uh, I I think what what's going to be kind of funny about this is by the time that uh, people are listening to this, this is the Thursday night game that's going to kick off in about an hour and a half. Yeah, here. baby. So it's gonna be it's gonna be real funny if he drops like six. Fuck me! <laughs> Don't do this to me. <laughs> and I got to do my due diligence here. And this is the Jeff Elser comment that he would make. Nobody is happier happier it's a Thursday night game than Kyler Murray. Oh, because yeah. Call of Duty drops in like a day or two for Kyle, Kyler Murray. Oh, so that film is out the zoo. All right, so I'm gonna throw. Dude, it back he's to all Kyler. bottled up right now. I was dude. gonna say I was gonna say the Cardinals are lucky they're not playing on Sunday because Kyler would be spending all Saturday inside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no dude. film watch. All right, sorry, Drew. Back to you on. Yeah, no, I I think that um, you know 25 is, is a pretty big a pretty big bar to hit. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll necessarily do that in his first game back, but it, obviously for your team, Sebs, you, you need the offense and yeah. and that that should be. Or at least I hope for you it'll be a, a big help for your team because you, you kind of needed it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on. Let's keep plowing ahead. True, what you got? Uh, okay, so for my fortune teller this week, um, I'm going to go with both of the defenses in me versus Jeff this week are both going to score double-digit fantasy points. Uh, on Jeff's side, you have the Buccaneers defense, who is currently the sixth-best defense in fantasy points so far this season. Um, they're going against the Carolina Panthers, who are the second worst offense in the league. They're 31st best against, um, you know, against fantasy defenses. Mm -hmm. So the Bucks are, are scheduled for a really nice matchup here. Um, on my side, I have the Patriots filling in for the Eagles this week because the Eagles are on a bye. Patriots are fifth right now in, uh, fantasy points at the defense position, they're going against Chicago on Monday night, who is 29th. So it's one of the best. Second lowest points for in the league. I was going to say one of the one of the worst offenses in, in football right now. Um, and both of these defenses through six games, they're both uh, half of their games have hit double digits. So I think that uh, both of these defenses will be playing a pretty big factor in, in me and Jeff's fantasy matchup. Yeah, you're like a Patriots defense um, against a running quarterback. Fields takes a lot of sacks because he's trying to scramble. And while a one-yard sack might not mean much for the Bears, that obviously means a lot for the Patriots. I would foresee them having a five-six sack game here. A lot of sacks. I would love it. Yeah. A lot. Um, yeah, both these defenses, I think 10-plus points is almost a lock for them. I mean... Baker Mayfield. I'm a huge Baker Mayfield guy. But is he getting? The, I, I think it's going to be PJ Walker this week. I hope it is. I love PJ Walker. But that that Panthers offense is atrocious. Robbie Anderson's on the Cardinals because he got into it with the coaches and got thrown Whoa. out mid game. Whoa! That yeah. offense is terrible. And, <laughs> and yeah, Bill Belichick <laughs> in the Patriots defense. I At least he wasn't thrown out voluntarily, like we've seen. A certain Buccaneers wide receiver doing the past. Yeah, I, I would hope that Robbie Anderson doesn't then expose himself on camera in a, in a swimming pool <laughs> and then post a picture with his uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback's soon to be ex wife. That would be uh, not a great move from Robbie Anderson. So yeah. they need to donate that brain, dude. Oh, that's a that's a different. Speaking of that, <laughs> no, not speaking of dude, that. Dude, AB's packing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
we don't have Jeff here to edit things out this week, so that will make this podcast. So uh, <laughs> live that one down there, subs. <laughs> we spent an hour trying to get this podcast to work. Today. Oh my gosh, he has so many technical difficulties. Yeah, we're gonna get over our creative differences, Jeff. We need you back next week. <laughs> it was fun for a week, Jeff. Oh. <laughs> All right, moving forward, Fink. Your yeah, fortune teller. My fortune teller. I don't love talking about guys on my team, but uh, I'm going to this week. Um, Ezekiel Elliott. It's a good one. This is going to be an interesting fortune teller. Um, he has not been good so far this year, obviously. He has two point two weeks in double digits, and that's 14 and 15. And they are both only because he got into the end zone. So you take away his touchdowns, he's at 8 and 9. So his year so far has gone 6, 6, 14, 9, 7, 15. Not good at all. Currently the 25th running back in fantasy, averaging 9.5 points a game. Yeah, not good. Now, I think getting Dak Prescott helps. Uh, the chemistry there, the offense is a little more, what's the word, not so run heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to be more two-dimensional. Yeah, they're going to be more two-dimensional. Some good matchups, the Lions, the Bears, uh, Packers. We talked about that already, I think. Um, I think my fortune cookie here is that Zeke Elliott, from this point on, is going to be a top 18 running back. So many of you saw the trade I made the other week, and I did that because I th- I'm putting all my marbles here on Zeke, kind of filling that top 18 role. Um, I saw some statistic, I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but he has been exceptionally good in the month of October and early November. So I'm hoping that history repeats itself there. Um, yeah, so that's my fortune cookie. I think Zeke is going to somehow turn this season around. Hey, buddy, you can't yeah. come on to the podcast and rename a segment. Man. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so one thing, he's played, like, in the past, he's gotten involved in the in the passing game with Dak at the helm. Yeah. Like, last season... 47 receptions, which is fantastic for a running back. This year, six receptions through six games. Yeah, That means he's on pace for 17 receptions, which is a mile down from 47. Yeah. The year before, 52 receptions. The year before that, 54 receptions. Like, year before that, 77 receptions. Like, this guy can be heavily involved in the passing game. We are in a PPR league. For those of you doing full-point PPR... Could definitely see a bounce back from him as it, Dak returns. It all depends on Tony Pollard. Will yeah. they have Zeke and Tony I think, Pollard? I think I think Zeke is more of the receiving back than Tony Pollard. Really? Yes. Uh, I think it's gonna see will you Ze- see it's like two- Zeke's good. And with hype behind him, that you know, they're on a roll. Yeah. You, yes, they lost to Philly, tough game, but will like, you see a two running back system out there where Pollard and Zeke are out there at the same time? With Dak back. Now, it was a little different with Cooper Rush, but with Dak there in a two-dimensional offense, will we see that? And I think that's what's going to determine if Zeke can be good. I wouldn't be surprised. I think they'll keep the... Yeah. Like, they'll keep the committee, but they can still either or can have a great game. They can both have a solid game. I think the offense might just flow better. Um, Like, in... Players like Dak and Zeke, they ride behind hype. Right now, the Cowboys are pretty hyped up. Great start to the year. Schedule's not that not that difficult, and uh, I think they'll uh, you know I wouldn't I, seriously I mean you know once again they had a terrible week one and Dak got hurt Did but like with Dak and they were playing like dog shit but you know 
Major Zach props. Key. Major props to Cooper Rush. Yeah, for I don't sure. Know if he's Dude, as I from that week two, great. week two on the podcast, I said he looked very. Con- I think it was. Yeah, it was week two because he played the end of week one. He looked yeah. very confident coming in, and he's that was a good like, call. Dak's got some uh, shoes to fill there. Yeah, it, I mean. Oh, sorry, Drew. Go ahead. I was gonna say I actually like I like where you put that line at uh, top eighteen. I thought you were gonna you were scaring me a little bit the way you were uh, starting that. I thought you were gonna say top ten or, or something crazy. Um, top eighteen, you know, that's not bad. He's he's the running back twenty five as we already mentioned. And you know, while this isn't the this isn't you know the rookie Zeke Elliott, the early career Zeke Elliott that was going you know top five in fantasy drafts, like you know that he's not that he's not quite that guy anymore. Um, you're not that guy, Bill. Yeah, you're not that guy, Bill. Zeb will never be the guy. <laughs> while 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 he's not while he's not what he was, um, I think he's still a, a pretty talented running back on a you know a pretty solid offense. So top eighteen, I could I could get behind that. And here we go. We got a little time on our hands. I think like we're we're running on a good pace. We got a little time to get a little off topic, right? Yeah, sure. Let's we're at say forty-five minutes. Let's say Dak Prescott comes back. Let's say he goes one and two. Let's say he goes. Oh, let, let's I know say, say. I know he looks going. really bad. And let's they play the Lions and Bears. So let's say they go one and one there. That's not a good one and one for them. They're expecting to go two and zero. Yeah. And let's say he goes one and one. They come off the bye and they lose to the Packers. So he's one and two. You think Dak, even though he has that huge contract, do you think he's a little bit on the hot seat here for this year? He'll play the rest of the season regardless. You think if he looks terrible, he's starting but every game. there could be some changes in the offseason. So you're saying no matter what, this season They're he's starting. Yes. yes. I Cooper think... Rush is paid as a backup. He's paid, Dak is paid as a starter. Same thing with Heineke and Wentz. Heineke never really had a chance. Wentz got there, getting paid like a Money starter. Money talks. You know? Money talks. Yeah. See, I, I think... Hold up. Okay. Now, I actually wanted to bring this up too. Heineke finally getting his chance with Wentz out this week. I'm very excited to see how that turns out. I think Terry McLaurin could start doing better rather than Curtis Samuel, considering Heineke and Terry, yeah. they did play very well together. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that's it. I, I think to go on, on Fink's kind of initial question here, um, I think if they, if they come out and go one and two in their next three games, which is over in that course of the next four weeks, I think it'd be it'd be pretty tough to pull Dak off of the field. Now, if he looks bad, they may, if he looks bad, they maybe could spin it where it's like, oh, you know, his thumb's not doing as well as we thought. Then, if they can put that that narrative out there and put Cooper Rush back in, and they think it's going to help him win, I think they will. But I don't, the I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to bail, I don't think they're going to bail on Dak if Dak is perfectly healthy and just not playing well. The media will definitely come after the Cowboys for it. The, oh, man, but if, you know, you know how Jerry Jones yeah, that, is. Even if they try to make that make that story up there the locker room knows you know the locker room knows like the players know they're like all right holy shit they're just they just bench deck this is like i feel like the whole team gets a little demoralized that's fair it's an interesting situation but i mean cooper rush yeah he looked looked good he just did so good where it has to be a question now like it's worth noting yeah maybe he gets a maybe he gets himself himself a little job out in Seattle, well, no, no, there, a, a bridge quarterback somewhere where you're grooming yeah. a rookie next year or, or something like I that. I mean, yeah. the Broncos are looking for a quarterback because Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And and uh, you know, or before we you know move into into another segment, uh, I just wanted to bring up. It's not really a, a, a fortune teller necessarily, but just kind of a, a thing to keep an eye on. Just kind of like a, a little bit of a bonus 
stat here. I'm currently looking at the at the uh, fantasy wide receivers, just you know, total points for so far right now. And obviously, we'll talk about it more when we get to the matchups. But um, Stephon Diggs and Cooper Cup right now lead at one and two, and they are on by this week. There is just looking at these next couple of receivers. There is a legitimate shot that coming out of their bye week, they are still the number one and two receivers in fantasy, which is mind blowing because right now number right now. Uh, Stefan Diggs in our league is at 156, Cooper Cup at 153, Tyreek Hill is third at 137. So if Tyreek Hill has a, you know, a 15 point week, which, you know, that's not bad, but that's not like what he's been doing. They could be one and two coming out of the bye week, which would be nuts because then after Tyreek Hill is Justin Jefferson at 136, who's also on a bye. And then Jamar Chase is fifth, but he's down at 110. So he'd have to have a 40 some point week to pass those guys. I mean, I said it before in this pod, and me and Cardwell probably say it about 10 times a week to each other. Stefan Diggs is him. He is unbelievably talented. Um, uh, it's literally just like jaw-dropping to watch him play football. Yeah. He gets 10 receptions, 150 yards, makes it look easy, effortless. Gets the ball, puts a little shimmy on, 10 yards more. It, it's Stefan Diggs is unreal. And, I mean, Cooper Cup. It's that, crazy it, that Cooper Cup isn't the one receiver right now, what he's doing. Well, it's it's crazy because, you know, the entire Rams offense looks terrible. No one there is worth starting in fantasy other than... Matt Stafford's a free agent, I think. Yeah. Uh, Tyler yeah, Higby's... A, because of how bad tight end is, Tyler Higby's a... Oh, yeah. Not, yeah, but Higby's But solid. Cooper Cup is the, is the number two receiver in the league just behind Stephon Diggs. And, uh, you know, we've said it multiple times. Cardwell, yeah, you... <laughs> Yeah, you got you, you got, got us, dude. You got him. You got <laughs> us there, man. <laughs> uh, really, really, really quick before we move on, we have another caller on hold. Uh, we'll put him through. Caller number two, you are on. Hello. Hello. Yeah, we're here. Hey guys, uh, this is uh, Ari Vaziri, uh, longtime listener, first time caller. Just want to say, hey, Sebs. Uh, Mr. Drew, Mr. Finks, how are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing great. Thanks great. for asking. Good stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, just want to say, me and my son, Noah, uh, we're huge fans of the show, and uh, we listen every week. And yeah, we're calling in from uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, 328 Lombardi Drive, New Orleans, Louisiana. And uh, so my question for you guys is, with you know the Saints playing tonight and all, which one of the... Uh, which one of the three uh, offensive weapons do you see having the best fantasy outlook for the rest of the year? Is it a uh, A Alvin Kamara, M Michael Thomas, or C Chris Olave? I'd love to hear you guys' input. So uh, yeah, thanks. Oh, thanks for the call. That's a great question. We're glad you enjoy the show from New Orleans. Yeah, that's the home. That's, I think that's the furthest. Team. That's the furthest call we've got. <laughs> uh, we had. Okay, yeah, I guess that, yeah, I guess that is further than Vermont, probably. Is Jeff calling yeah. from Congo oh, tonight? Yeah, it's further than fucking Vermont. What do you? What'd you say? Is Jeff calling from Congo tonight? Uh, no, he's he uh, ran out of minutes. International, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, and obviously he was you know building one of those orphanages today. So. <laughs> Long beard, well, Jeff. All right, back to the question. We got the Saints weapons: uh, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Alvin Kamara. Who do we think has the best outlook? Moving forward the rest of the season. All right, so give me the status on these guys. Thomas is completely healthy, right? 
Michael no. Thomas. No, Thomas, is, currently Thomas has been ruled out for uh, at least a third straight game. I think it's probably closer to four, right. maybe now. Olave, is he back from concussion? I think he's currently. I, I think believe he's, so. He, right. he's, uh, he's playing tonight, right? He's questionable. Uh, let me check. Yeah, I saw earlier today he was still questionable, but I think think they said he is playing. And Kamara, Kamara whatever you want to say, he officially just got charged from whatever his off-field Oh, it officially were. happened. So it officially happened. I don't know if that will translate to a suspension later in the year. but um, take, take that out for now because that's got a lot of speculation. But once he's officially charged, it's a little different. Like it's officially happened, so I guess. we'll see. But I agree. I'm going to kind of take that out. But it's worth noting. Um, I don't know. That's a tough question. It's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, considering they're all they all have these different situations. They're yeah, all I'd say Kamar is probably the most steady. Like he's going to be in for now, compared to Thomas's injury. He's always in, has injury problems, like Thomas, like the last two years. Yeah. Um. But upon Kamara's return, uh, missing he's missed two weeks. He played week he played weeks one, three, five, and six. Weeks five and six put up twenty five to seventeen. Um, is looking good, getting a lot of. Getting a lot of touches, not only in the rushing game, but past two weeks, six targets, nine targets. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's he's a killer, especially and with their quarterback situation. That's what I, if I had to pick one right now, I'd pick Alvin. Um, and it goes back to what Seb said. Uh, the quarterback situation there, it's a lot of dump passes, just a lot of screen, short 10 yards or less well, passes. And that's where, that's his bread and butter because he gets the ball and he can just run and make people miss. So um, it's Alvin, but I'm not super confident in saying that. I think there's an argument to be made for each of them. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would go, I would go Camara as well. Um, but to me, I think it just comes down to the positions. I think that you know, I think running running back is a more scarce position for for uh, you know talent and 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 fantasy guys because obviously there's a lot more playable receivers uh, than there are running backs. So if you're just saying. You know, give me one of these three guys rest of the season, and you're not taking into consideration, you know, what your roster looks like. It's probably Alvin Kamara because you can plug him in, and as long as he continues to do what he's been done the last two weeks, he's going to be a pretty solid running back to to start. But uh, these other two weapons are are both worth at least talking about and mentioning because uh, Chris Olave has looked really good, you know, in his rookie year so far, dealing with a little bit of concussion problems, but but um, it looks like he'll be back on the field soon. And Michael Thomas has uh, looked pretty good as well uh, this year so far. Now he does have a little bit of injury concern. He's missed the last few weeks, but when he was on the field at the beginning of the year, he was a, a pretty pretty solid. Caught two touchdowns well. week one. He looks so good. Week yeah, one. yeah. He was making. Uh, I remember. Oh, I th- I think we talked about it, but he had that. You know, the tiptoe catch just yeah. looked. Oh my gosh! Vintage. Just the definition of a possession receiver. Um, I'm going to go, I would go with Michael Thomas, but with injuries being a factor, I got to go Chris Olave. Mm. The, the Are Saints, you including Kamara in that too? Or? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going Chris Olave. The Saints should be getting Jameis Winston back tonight. And uh, Olave, deep threat. Jameis Winston likes to chuck it. Olave has still been consistent, even with uh, Andy Dalton at the helm. With Jameis against, <coughs> excuse me. With Jameis, uh, Jameis played. What what week? What week did Jameis go out? Do we know? I couldn't tell you. I'll okay, look, I'll look right now. But, but before weeks two and three, thirteen targets each. 
in the past two weeks, seven targets, six targets, but he still putting up. Four. He so went out in week four. Three. Yeah. So with he's getting all these targets from Jameis Winston. You know. I now I will say, um, twenty six targets in two games. I will I I will say that again when people are listening to this, they'll know the answer to this, but. It looks like Jameis is going to be active tonight, but will not be the starting quarterback. Uh oh, Taysom Hill. It looks like mm. it looks like they're rolling with Andy Dalton, uh, okay. at least for tonight. And I don't know if that's an injury thing where where Winston's kind of activated as a as an emergency quarterback, or if I mean the the Saints have looked all right with with Andy Dalton so far. Andy Dalton's looked you know all right on the season, so I don't know if if we have a, a legitimate quarterback controversy there, or if that's just you know. Slowly working Jameis back from the injury. The Red Rocket. Seb, are you starting Chris Olave in your fantasy lineup tonight? Abs- Dude, my team's so trash. Yes. <laughs> I, was expecting, I was expecting a little more. I'm going to have to. I'm waiting for that game time decision because he is still. I was uh, hoping for a little more conversation there, but my goodness. <laughs> we, we don't yeah. get it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll hit that in the matchups. Yeah. Are, is that. Are we. Uh, where are we at? We're about to. Say, speaking of which, are we. Uh, we're about to one yeah, hour guess, mark. Is it time for matchups? Yeah, we can, we can hit yeah, on let's matchups. Let's roll into those. Let's uh let's see who we got. Betting odds are out uh, in the write-ups. If you guys want to get on it, the sports book. Uh, people have been betting a little more, but like I said, guys, I, I'd love I'd love for you to bet. It's always fun. I don't mind losing a couple bucks if people are betting. So, no promo this time, just because I did lose like fifteen bucks last time we did that. But whatever. But um, yeah, throw a couple bucks my way. Two, three bucks. Have some fun with it. Hell yeah. Of course. All right, where are we looking to start here on, on our matchups this week? All right, I think we can begin. I like this one only because his starting lineup is currently, uh, he has no one in that receiver right now. Okay. Um, I do like, because then we can kind of like see who he's going to pick out of his bench, and it's usually some trash players. All right, let's, let's, let's <laughs> um, see what we got. All right, so we got Javaris Jamar, Javaris and Lamar, Cam at 3-3 three and three versus Mr. Fink. At 0-6, Debo Samuel Crabtree. Jordan Swagger would be punching air if he was playing someone who had both receivers out of their starting lineups in the projections. Currently, I want to mention this, currently Cam is projected to lose by two points with no one slotted at either receiver spot. Darren Waller, Darren Waller is also in my lineup, but projected zero. Okay, okay. So there's a little, little bit of change here. So Cam will up. certainly project, be projected more. I don't think it'll be more than about ten points, though. Okay. Ten, eleven. Yeah. Um. So. Okay, we'll start from the top. You got Lamar for Cam, who's been a baller. You got Dak for Fink, as we mentioned before. We had a long conversation about him. We'll see how he does in his return. At the running back position, Cam's running backs look lethal. Taylor and Hall. With Kenneth wow. Walker in the flex. With Kenneth Walker at the flex. That, wow. is, that is unreal. Fink, Saquon, and Zeke. At the receiver position for Fink, you got Debo and Cortland Sutton. Those are some solid receivers. who He acquired Sutton in a trade where he got rid of Derrick Henry. Um, currently at tight end, Waller is questionable. We'll see how that goes. And Alan Lazard, I believe, 17 last week. Is yeah, that right? 17. Yeah, coming off a solid week, going into Washington uh, against a lackluster defense. We'll see how he does there. And uh, Cam at the receiver. Oh, really quick, just got to drop in. Cam has Mark Andrews. 
that's yeah. a solid 20 right there. And before we get to the receivers on this bench, uh, right now the, the 49ers defense is slotted in for me. That will probably change. They're playing the Chiefs. I don't want to yeah. take. Yeah, you will. Chelsea. You will change <laughs> yeah, that. I, I will. Change that. <laughs> you. <laughs> is trying to do a Jedi mind trick on on <laughs> right now. <laughs> change that. You will. I shall. <laughs> I, I think that probably irritated Mason because I can't imagine that's how Jedi mind tricks sound. <laughs> Mason's punching air right now. <laughs> um, but at the. So at receiver potential, Cam's got Deontay saying, let, let, Johnson. Let's, let's dive in and do it. Let's let's look at his. He's got four receivers on his bench. Let's let's play. Who would you start? He's got who two. Would we start. He's got two receiver spots, and his options are Deontay Johnson of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Juju Smith of the Kansas City Chiefs, Christian Kirk of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Tyler Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm that's taking tough. Boyd uh, only because he's playing against the Falcons. I think that's a good matchup for the yeah. Bengals. I like Boyd, and I would. Mm, I'd probably go Deontay Johnson just because he, I think he's the most established in that group. Um, not Christian Kirk. Not Christian Kirk. I, I think back. the Giants pose a tough matchup. I can't believe yeah. I'm actually saying that, and it's yeah. a reasonable take. Yeah, their but, secondaries look solid. Yeah, that defense is legit. Um, Juju looked really good last week, but San Francisco's defense is legit as you, well. Um, it's and so hard to The trust. Dolphins' defense isn't spectacular, I don't think. Right? No, it's not. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's okay, but but I don't know. I think your best options there are Deontay Johnson, and Tyler Boyd. Now, I you could easily make a case for Juju or Kirk as well. Yeah, absolutely. I I think I'd roll. I, I do like the take on Tyler Boyd, um, but I I think I'd. You know, Jacksonville is favored for a reason. No, they're not. No, you don't think so? No, I, I don't see a reason why Jacksonville is favored in that. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I, I like Christian Kirk. You know, he's the clear number one receiver in Jacksonville. Um, and I think Trevor Lawrence is more talented than either of the guys in Pittsburgh. I think Trubisky's getting the start with Pickett's injury. Yeah, that's uh, right. I think Pickett actually might have had a – I think he might have practiced on Wednesday. Okay. I'll we'll see it. how that – I, I still take there. Lawrence over either of those guys. Um and I think Christian Kirk, he, he had a great start to the year. Yeah, he's been bad the past three weeks, I believe, but I think he can certainly bounce back. Kenny Pickett even. is the starter. Okay, interesting. Yeah, maybe with that, Cam goes Deontay, but I do like the play of Tyler Boyd. Um, even though he's number three receiver on that team, the Bengals looked good last week. Maybe they'll keep it going against a weak defense. I, I would like that play. Yeah, I Cam, I am really sorry for you here. The, this is not a fun decision because I just looked at those four receivers, all three of them. If you just take their last three weeks, they are all – all four of them, sorry. If you take their last three weeks, they all have scored double digits one of the last three weeks. The other the other two weeks in there, single digits. Don't give me yeah. hope. And, and these, are, these are Cam's f- only four rostered receivers. So – Dude. Cam, if I'm you, buddy, I, I might go out and, and try to move one of your running backs for you know someone who can consistently be in that lineup because that's going to be a brutal decision. Why does Cam decision. still have Javante Williams? I, I I get it. Until he has a need to fill that IR spot, just kind of keep it on there to show. People. I guess I guess show uh, people my team's better than this. He just had an injury. <laughs> mm. uh, well, maybe you know, Derrick Henry was uh, they said out for a season, but he ended up coming back earlier than expected. Yeah, I, Williams' knee injury is bad enough that I don't. Yeah. I don't think he's yeah, coming back this, this year. So but. let's get your predictions on this matchup. But before we do that, 
It's worth noting, Mark Andrews, questionable, did not practice today. Mm. There's a knee injury there. That's and, huge. And it appears to be a, not a serious, like, long-term knee injury, but something that could hold him out uh, here for this week and potentially next week. So, uh, I mean, that is a huge factor going into that matchup. Yeah. So, who do you guys think? Take your picks. 0-6 Fink versus depleted wide receiver Cam Niemeyer. All right, so um, I have I assuming this is assuming that Mark Andrews is is good to go. Uh, I have Cam in this one. Um, it's not it's not a huge it's not a huge difference, and I feel like I'm saying this every single week that Fink plays. Man, I could really see Fink winning here, and in the in the write up, I've picked Fink multiple times. I, buddy, you just you you can't get over the hump, man. I, I, <laughs> I'm I'm really sorry, <laughs> but like hope. can't get over it. Now, Son of a bitch. now you're not you're not trusting Russell Wilson this week. Would you? I, I would not. Yeah. But you damn well know this is the week that Russell's going to get back into the 30s and Dak's going to drop 10. I've said that the last four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but oh man, but yeah, I again, I'm rooting for you to get that first win because. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go back to sometime last year for your last win, but. Uh, you know, with Cam's running backs, all three of them, you know, two of them actually playing pretty well. And Taylor, is, I feel like he's a time bomb waiting to go off. It's, at some point, Taylor's going to erupt. For sure. So I think the the strong running back plays there kind of compensate a little bit for the the, the random guessing that Cam's going to have to do at receiver. So I have Cam not by not by a lot, though. I, I got to go. I'm going to go Fink here. I love you. I, I, I really <laughs> like the matchups. You got... Saquon against Jacksonville, Zeke and Dak against Detroit. That could be there. Can be some big points there. Um, Samuel against uh, Kansas City. He's gonna have to put up points. Yeah, he like that's and he can do. He's you know the jack of all trades. Can run the ball, receive the ball. You know he and he's a killer. Sutton against the Jets. I know the Jets have looked good, but Sutton what is he ranked tenth right now? Uh, he's doing. He's doing. He's balling. He was around there when I traded. He's him. now 18. eighteen. He had a, he had a bad week. He had a bad week. Um, like Russell Wilson every week. Yeah, I mean, you know, with and you know, both tight end situations are questionable, and you have Lazard against Washington. I think that could be. I think Rogers could really run up the score in that game. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I picked against myself once in this pod. It didn't work for the reverse jinx. So <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and pick myself here. The classic Drew Smith. I'm not picking against myself. I, so, hey, hey, I, I said that first. Hey, I coined that. That went back to the write-ups. Injuries uh, oh, last year yeah, write-ups. Okay. Hey, I, I, I will say I, I did pick myself this week. We'll get to that. <laughs> but, but, but the last at least three weeks I had picked against myself. I, I'm not. Yeah. I don't pick myself every week. Yeah. So I'm calling my shot here. If I do win, it's gonna fall on Zeke Elliott, Dak Prescott, and Debo Samuel. Certainly, you're, as Jeff would say. Keys to victory. To victory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cowboys need to play good against the Lions for me to have a chance. All right, let's dive into our next matchup. Uh, let's just for a second here the um, the AJ Sportsbook lines for that game. Yes. Uh, Fink at plus one fifty, Cam at minus one seventy. Okay, yeah, that's that's good odds. I mean, I'm consistently probably the highest underdog, except this week. I don't think I am because we'll dive into someone's bye week tragedy. Actually, let's dive into that bye week tragedy right now. Let's get into this next matchup, and yeah, we, it is we got the Godfather. Yes, 
Jake Elser. Versus at my five trade. And, oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. At 5-1. and one. Versus an opposing 5-1 and one team. My trade nemesis, who will not give me Stefan Diggs. <laughs> I've tried every week. I've offered Saquon Barkley and Debo Samuel. It hasn't <laughs> happened. Ben Cardwell, my dig small. Seb, take it away. Give us the matchup rundown. All right, so at the quarterback position, Ben... I'll run through Ben's team, considering all of his buys. Um, here, let me run through his buys really quick. He's got both Cooper Cup and Stephon Diggs, the numbers one and two receivers on buy. He's got Dallas Goddard, his tight end, on buy. The number four tight end in fantasy right now. He's got Cam Akers, huge loss, on buy. I'm kidding. <laughs> Miles Sanders, the Miles number Sanders, nine running back. The number nine running back on buy. Just uh, abs- like getting murked. And here, starting David Montgomery, uh, Ron, Ron, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> you got there. Um, who's you know Ramondre oh, Stevenson? Ramondre, Ramondre, fantastic. Ramondre's a great play against Chicago. Yes, absolutely. Um, DJ Moore, eh, <sighs> trash. Drake London has been bad the past three weeks. However, could certainly bring it back against Cincinnati. You know, we'll see. What do, What do you mean? Oh, no, it's not Drake London. It's the next two players. Oh. Two offensive Steelers players. Hey, Pat Fryermuth, he's good. Two Look at his number. He, yeah, he missed last week. But Steelers players. It's, it's tough, Yikes. but sometimes, yeah, Claypool, garbage flex. I will say, I mean, again, you know me. I had Claypool last year. I am not a Claypool guy. Last two weeks are in double digits. Okay, okay. 10 and then 22. He had a very good All week right. against Tampa Bay, oh. so we'll, we'll see what happens there. We'll, so we'll see. I mean, yeah, yeah, we'll see. On the other side, we got Jake Elser once again five and one. He has to play Matt Ryan, I believe. Who's who's his? Co- yeah, he has. He has golf. Jake Jake's been kind of doing a little a little bit of a streaming thing okay. here, and golf has a tough matchup against Dallas. So yeah, I don't mind. The Ryan's play. playing Tennessee. That's a that's a good look. Uh, he's got killer running backs, both hot right now. Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs at the receiver positions. Again, fantastic receiver. Probably second best tandem. At the receiver spot in the league. Eh, don't get Jeff started. He'll still argue. Jeff, uh, yeah, Jeff no, fuck Pittman. off. Michael Pittman's <laughs> not the guy. Um, Neither are you. You got Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah, you can't argue with that. That's fantastic. Tyreek Hill is carrying fantasy football teams across the country. He's on that same tier of cup and digs, for sure. How about that praise? Carrying teams across the country. Yeah, dude. dude Tyreek Hill is a workhorse. Um who the hell is his tight end? <laughs> Rookie Greg Dulcich. Uh, Dulcich. He had his first career game last night on uh, or last week on Monday Night Football, and he scored. He was three for forty and scored a touchdown. Wow. So, okay. So J- and and uh, props to Jake there. He actually picked him up before the game last week. Wow. Who and he had never seen a snap before. Now That's... Dulcich was a somewhat highly drafted tight end this past this past draft. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jake's kind of been struggling and... at tight end throughout the season, so I don't mind the play and there either. DK Metcalf, at receiver, who's been solid um, ever since week two. He's he's putting up solid numbers. He has single digits here and there, but, you know, go, great flex. Fantastic flex. I will, I will say a, a pretty funny thing about this matchup is Jake is starting four Las Vegas Raiders wow. in, in yeah. Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, kicker, and defense. Yeah, that's uh, really rooting for them. For the one and four, what, what are they? One and five? <laughs> are they that bad? Yeah, they've been in close games. But and yeah. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. You know, um, I guess I'm not my fault. One and four. 
I guess I'm not crazy surprised, but Devontae Adams could still face a looming uh, short suspension here for that mm. uh, incident uh, yeah. with the cameraman again. It's, it's, it's the Chiefs not going to be week. longer than that. That is a no, joke I don't think so. To the NFL. Y- yeah, that is. Any cameraman getting pushed over has no business doing it. That is straight attention money grab. I hate everything about that. If that was me. You think it's a player's fault? No, okay. Devontae's not at fault at all. Yeah, because that was like man right after the end of the game yeah. on a not a bad call, just a frustrating play for the Raiders. Right, dude, I watched. I heard another cameraman say that is an atrocity that he has any business pressing a charge. Yeah, no way. If that was me, I'd be like Devontae, send me a jersey, get me tickets. We'll call it even. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, Devontae but will gladly do pressing that. charges as a cameraman getting in someone's face at the end of the game. Uh, uh-uh. uh, you like that's happened before. Yeah. Now, did did the cameraman? The cameraman jumped kind of in his way, but I don't think he was really pointing at Devontae. I think he was just kind of jumping across to get across. Yeah, but he like got the camera like very close. Like he was jumping across and then getting up. Was he? I believe so. Okay, because I, I I don't know. I I think I think regardless. I, I didn't I, see the clip. I think uh, regardless, as as Devontae Adams, you you gotta you gotta have a level enough head to not you know push the cameraman over. Yeah. In my opinion, but all right, I think we can all you know. Agree. We got we got he's, Jake Jake got heavy this in this one. one. Yeah, there's a boost on AJ Sportsbook about Cardwell getting over like 120 points. So Ooh. we have we have the uh, the, the sportsbook has Cardwell at plus 170, Jake at minus 195. I think that's the biggest spread of the week. It's unfortunate for Cardwell that this is when his bye weeks happen because a, a clash of the five and one teams would have been really cool to see. Yeah. Uh, now I will I will say if if Cardwell can somehow pull this one out, that'll be huge for his team because it would potentially put him, depending on what happens with Jeff, it could put him as the number one team and then already having those those guys out of the way on a bye, that would put Cardwell yes. in a great position. And if you're Cardwell, you get all your buys out of the way. Worst case scenario is you're five and two and all your buys are essentially dealt with. Yeah. And so it's it's almost a win win this week for me. For him. For Cardwell? Yeah, for Cardwell. Yeah, I know what you mean. The uh the, the bet that Fink was referring to was uh for Cardwell to score over one twenty three and a half is at plus two sixty five. Whoa, that's that's nice. Yeah, it's a uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough week for uh, Cardwell probably. But again, if he can somehow pull this one out, that would be massive. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be something. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Next matchup we got here, we have Brandon McAnus Mason at four and two. Versus Butker, I hardly know her. That is classic Jack. This is Jack at two and four. Quick rundown: Jack's team: Herbert at the helm, Leonard, Aaron Jones, Ceedee Lamb, Mike Evans. Solid, solid core four. T.J. Hawkinson, the inconsistent tight end. Go big or go home. Jacoby Myers at flex, solid flex. And uh, on the other side. For Mason, you know, stellar team so far at four and two. Joe Burrow at Q- quarterback. DeAndre Swift, who hopefully makes his return to fantasy lineups this week, and Damian Pierce, who we talked about, great, great rookie running back. Uh, Jamar Chase, bit inconsistent coming off a big game against New Orleans, and Amon Ross St. Brown finally coming back. He had a bye and an injury uh, the past two weeks. Zach Ertz. One of the only consistent tight ends in the league. What there's like four consistent tight ends. He's one of them. Yeah. Um, and Jalen Waddle at the flex position. Great flex to have. I do want to highlight, considering Swift is still questionable at running back, it seems that Mason would have to go 
with Brian Robinson. Or no, no. At, he's at got, that point, he'd start Jamal Williams. He's got Jamal Williams, yeah. who, who's going to be fine there. And yeah. granted, he has Dalvin Cook at, at on the bye. Yeah. So who we got in this one? So what's Jeff saying? Keys to victory? The key to victory, the yeah. The key to victory. Is. And since I'm filling in for Jeff. I'll make it quick. I think this one's going to come down to the wire. Uh, Jack's key to victory, if he wants to pull it off, he needs Fournette to take advantage of the Panthers matchup and C.D. Lamb to put up numbers against the Lions. If Mason wants to pull it off, he needs Jamar Chase to go off against Atlanta, which is very possible, and Joe Burrow to also go off against Atlanta. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Mason in this one, and I think it hinges on the Bengals, as we talked about earlier. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that makes sense. Um, I also have Mason in this one. I I think this is going to be a pretty close matchup. Uh, unfortunately for Jack, he uh, lost Hollywood Brown here for an extended period of time, who was the number six receiver in fantasy before going down. Um, he has Jacoby Myers filling in for for that spot for now. Who you know missed a couple weeks in the in the middle of of this of what's been the season so far. But the last three games he's played has been eighteen, twenty six, and ten. So, you know, going against a, a pretty garbage Chicago team, I think that'll be a pretty good play. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go Mason here just because I I think I trust his team a little bit more. And um, if Jack were to, to pull this one off, he needs Aaron Jones to get going. Aaron Jones was one of my favorite running backs coming into this season, but the Packers have just been an underwhelming offense. Um, four of his six games, he's been in single digits. So... You know, they, they got to start getting him the ball a little bit more. He had single-digit carries uh, last week. So, yeah, they need the Packers need him, and Jack needs him if, if Jack wants to pull this one off. Yeah, I got to go. Um, I got to go Mason here as well. Uh, I think his key to victory will be Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he's going to come into Dallas. And I'm not saying that Dallas will lose. But I think the Lions are a good offense, getting their key receiver back. Jared Goff might be the start here. Sorry to say that, Jake, over Matt Ryan at Tennessee. Um, I think it's not it's not going to be anything like the Seattle game, uh, uh, the Seattle-Detroit game. But, you know, Jared Goff is going to have a fine week. Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be his guy. Uh, and just across the board, every matchup here, Waddle over Myers, uh, you know, DeAndre Swift or Jamal Williams, if they play, will definitely, and Damian Pierce, I think, outweigh Aaron Jones, especially his past few weeks, and Leonard Fournette, even though he's been very good. Fournette's been awesome. Yeah. Um, Currently the running back five. Wow. And once again, the combo of Burrow and Chase, I, I got to take Mason, who's at a hot four and two start for this week. Oh. Even though ESPN does have Jack favored to win. No, they don't. That's what I'm seeing. <laughs> I'm seeing Mason at 133 and Jack at 127. Also, what I'm seeing. I see. I see Mason at 120. Unless are you looking at the right you? matchup? Yeah, I'm looking at the what? What, what do you think of? <laughs> I've been doing this for seven weeks now. Come on. <laughs> I got Mason. At I just refreshed it. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Um, ah, was someone? Maybe someone made someone a lineup was, change or something. No, no. Some like someone must have been. That was questionable. One of his three questionable players might have been projected zero. Maybe it was Swift. Now he's projected points. Uh, I don't know. How many How many is Swift projected right now? 14, I believe. 
14. That uh, yeah. put them off by 13. How much is Waddle projected? Uh, 15. Uh, how much is <laughs> Chase? Chase is projected more than 13. Chase is projected Surely. 19. Uh, Surely. Dude, there must have been a... Pro- yeah, fuck. <laughs> Jeff, all of our technical issues are falling apart about you. <laughs> It's okay, bad. it's okay. They need you bad. Yeah, so we got Mason favored to win by six. Could be a close game for sure, but uh, I got Mason. Let's get into the next matchup. Next and matchup. We can go... Let's go you. We can go to the basement game. Yeah. Uh, Jordan's team are coming in at one and five, one game ahead of me. Mr. T. Figgins. Fan- fantastic, once again. <laughs> First team... All name this year. And and yeah. honestly, uh, for sure. the, the logo makes it for me. It's a wooden train whistle. <laughs> and if any of you have ever had Mr. Figgins in middle school, you, that clicks immediately. <laughs> oh, that's great. Jordan gets 2-4. Michael Hasboon balls deep with quite the profile picture going on there. Still Kevin Malone eating that broccoli. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, normally I would say I don't want Sebs to give the rundown of his team because he'd just be like, oh, my team's so good, but... Sebs, go ahead and give us the rundown of your team. All right. You've been bluntly honest about it. Yeah. So we'll start with Jordan's team. We can start with Jordan's <laughs> team. All right. We got Tom Brady. Yeah, you know. Um, against Carolina, though. So yeah. I think that will be good for him. Plus, he's used to playing against that defense considering they're in the division. Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, both solid guys there. T. Higgins and Chris Godwin. T. Higgins has been doing pretty well lately i think he has a very high projection now um t higgins is projected 16 points yeah it's, it's high for him you know yeah um chris godwin once again against carolina that brady godwin combo is going to be nice he's on the rise his targets are growing back up yeah um and i love his flex raheem mostert uh, definitely an underrated running back i think he's going to be taking over there in miami chase edmonds has not looked good his no. his carries have gone way down and uh, Robert Tanyan at tight end against Washington could have a good game, as I've mentioned before, with Aaron Rodgers uh, finally finding his mark against a weak defense. On the other side, myself, I ha- I do have Aaron Rodgers. So if Tanyan scores a touchdown, that's kind of a you know stab in the back there. Um, I think I th- I think the Packers offense will have a good week. <sighs> Now we're getting into, you know. I mean, you're getting into straight garbage. <laughs> uh, we got Najee Harris and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Clyde definitely dropped off the past two weeks. Um, and really all he's leaning on moving forward is getting a touchdown. Najee Harris has been abysmal. And he, I think he's ranked somewhere in the 20s. He's 23. 23. Zeke. What's that? Him and Zeke are yeah. about the same right now. Yeah. But, like, Najee was, what, three last year? And picked and in the first round in our not, draft. It's not like he was hurt or anything. Like, just the O-line got a lot worse and new quarterback situation. So things are a little questionable in Pittsburgh. We're still, you know, over here in on balls deep. <laughs> We're still hoping for, you know, Najee to push through and perform well, but... At the receiver position, I got my boy coming back. I mentioned him before. DeAndre Hopkins, I think, will have a fantastic week. Chris Olave, eh, you know, questionable. We'll see who's. We'll see if Winston gets in there. I think if in he's put up double digits the past four weeks. I like. I wouldn't. And with Michael Thomas out, I could see him having a solid outing. George Kittle finally got ten targets last week. I believe sixteen points. Um, we'll see if that continues against Kansas City. Keenan Allen, 
he, I have him questionable. He's in at the flex right now. He may end up being subbed in for Terry McLaurin. Um, but that's that's the rundown. Uh, you guys can shoot at me. Who <laughs> um, you, Drew? I, I, I got it first. Um, yeah, so, you know, when I w- went through this matchup, uh, I came out thinking that I'm going to take Jordan here. Um, I will say there are some things that, that Sebs can – can uh, kind of bank on for some hope. One is that Jordan will be playing without Josh Allen, who has been clear in a way the best quarterback in fantasy, and it's not even been close. Um, his low on the season is 25 points. Other than that, he's been in the 30s or 40s every week. Uh, so you're kind of dodging a bullet there, probably. Yeah. Uh, another thing is... Probably. <laughs> yes, assuming Brady doesn't have a, yeah. a, a huge performance. Jedi mind trick. <laughs> <laughs> um... Another big thing for you, Sebs, is the potential return of Keenan Allen because yeah. every week it seems, oh, he's questionable. Yep. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so he and I, you know, I think he's a much bigger deal to your lineup than throwing McLaurin out and hoping that I Heineke do like McLaurin this week with the return of Heineke. I you like, like him more than than with Wentz. Yes. Gosh, Wentz sucks. I think I'm we can. So glad he's because not because <laughs> I um I think maybe. McLaurin might have a higher ceiling with Wentz, even though we haven't really seen it from him. Um, but Heineke, I already know, will go to will go to McLaurin over the other receivers there. Even if Heineke does bad, I still think uh, McLaurin's floor is higher than it would be with Wentz. So I'm, I, I think he'll definitely hit the double digit mark this week. Yeah. So um, again, I have I have Jordan winning this one, uh, but I, I get I, <laughs> I'm trying to hide from my team. <laughs> yeah, Jordan. <laughs> now, 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 I will Sorry. say, like you know, fantasy closer than it usually fantasy, is. Fantasy's a crazy place, and the and Josh yeah. Allen's bye week gives gives you a, yeah, a chance for here sure. for sure. Think, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'll go with the same thing I did last matchup. Keys to victory on both sides. Uh, I think Seb's pretty much nailed it. Aaron Rodgers against Washington, that has to be good. Uh, Keenan Allen, that's a big one. I think, you know, I think Herbert will look to get him the ball right away if he's oh, back. Yeah, so, Allen and Rodgers is what's going to get Seb's the victory if, the, if they're going to do good. Uh, on the flip side, it's Joe Mixon against Atlanta. We talked yeah. about the Bengals going yeah. against Atlanta. Can he be. carry? He should be 20-plus against Atlanta. So can he do it? We'll see. And then it's Brady and Godwin that do against the Panthers. So those are kind of my keys to victory. Uh, I'm going to go Jordan on this Oh, one. no. You picked me. Um, and I really just think it's because Brady and Godwin. Yeah. I think that duo against the Carolina Panthers yeah. is going to carry him to a victory. Sebs, yeah. did you give an official uh, pick here? No, I didn't. But I'm going to go with my team. I, I, I respect the confidence. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very confident Hopkins will have a good good week. I'm confident in McLaurin if Keenan doesn't play, and if Keenan does play, he's tearing it up. And I think those two, those two potential returns are my key to victory. Although my running backs are extremely, they've got to be the worst. I mean, Clyde had a good start to the year. I don't know if it'll continue, but dude, Najee, and I do, I have just James Conner chilling there, he's out, I guess he was officially ruled out, um, I was going to consider him, slotting him in instead of Harris, then I would have had three, um, Thursday night players, which would have been pretty exciting, but, um, right now I have Hopkins and Olave, and, uh, 
Yeah, no, I think uh, Rodgers, I, I, I just think I like the matchups, and I like the returns of my receivers. Uh, will you put your money where and, your mouth is? And I will, like, Josh Allen not playing is a huge factor. You're plus 100. Well, I put my money where my, I'm plus 100. Plus 100, it's just, uh, it just, it just bet it, and if you win, you get double back. And it's only because mm. you're playing Jordan. I might be hitting a parlay. Wait, can I? Yeah, can Jordan threw a parlay last week, and he didn't hit. First, okay. uh, well, not the first ever parlay at AJ Sportsbook, but... Parlay's not, I listed, in the, this week. Parlay's like not the, listed in the odds, but you gotta reach out to the to the uh, yeah. CEO. Can I himself. can I do Ben plus one or the gets over one twenty and put Ooh, a little special on money line? We'll talk, but probably. All right. All right. Yeah. And if you do bet a parlay, we like to keep them down to like two or three dollar bets. That's fine. We're not that's trying to break things, bank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only a substitute. Guys. That's fine. I'll do I'll do a low number. <laughs> All, All right, right. So yeah. Seb's going with himself. We have uh. Yeah, and we that leads us off with the final matchup. I, I don't even think you can call us a matchup. I don't want to talk about it because Drew has three empty spots in his starting lineup. <laughs> Fucking dick. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. You want me? You want me to? You want me to yeah, give you a set some, your lineup right okay, now? Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's just the first ever. All right, yeah. I'll run down no. Jeff's team. Yeah, for yeah. Drew, you'll run down your own team. So Jeff, he's got my boy MV Pat Mahomes. Um, at the helm, Nick Chubb. <laughs> I've never heard someone say MV Pat before. Is that his real nickname? No, but I've I've seen like Chiefs Kingdom. Oh, like a posts, shirt, like a shirt. MV Pat, yeah. Okay, okay. Saints fan, he would know. Yeah, <laughs> like the, 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 you'll see the sign of that. Yeah, when you were in Kansas City, some MV. Uh, no, but I've seen it like watching because I watch the Chiefs games and like in the stands, gotcha, the signs, gotcha. you know. Um, but yeah, you know MV Pat. <laughs> um, <laughs> And going against San Francisco, I think I think he could dice that up. Nick Ooh. Chubb, San Fran's a good defense. They're number two. Patrick defense. Mahomes. I called him MV Pat. All right, like he still did good against Buffalo. Yeah. So like, just say, shut your whore mouth. Oh my goodness! <laughs> All right, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, Damian Harris. Eh, you know, Michael Pittman and Darnell Mooney. Because unfortunately, wait, who's his? guy that's out this week he's dude. got he, he's got justin jefferson on the bye ah oh, rats that's tough rats darnell mooney's gonna have to pull some weight travis kelsey my boy and currently his flex spot is empty and i have a i have high confidence he will be rolling with yeah either melvin gordon or elijah moore he's gonna have to roll with either of those two um chase edmonds not the guy he he may have to roll uh rely on both here with uh oh i actually meant to bring this up earlier let's bring it up now uh you're you're in jeff's uh eight week damian harris bed damian harris has practiced this week and is, fuck! is projected points right now he's so fuck! Actually, i was just checking that he's listed as healthy so fuck! that was a terrible bet for you like, it was one dollar and the odds i would have won 25 come on that's not a bad bet dude he missed one week well, he he could he could miss again we'll see but it's it's not looking great for, for it's your, not uh, not at all there. no you you looks like you got the best of me this time Jeff I guess we got to should have done a slap that yeah um still working on that I will give you I I don't have a quarterback yet and I don't have a quarterback on my roster so mm. that, I'm gonna leave that one out for now yeah, but you want is Rodgers I wanted Dak and then I wanted Rodgers yeah. <laughs> uh, so you can if you want if you want to project this by looking at me with a 17 projecting quarterback is the the next five guys on a waivers is projected seventeen at quarterback. Yeah. So Heineke? slot me in a quarter. Uh, no, <laughs> slot me in a quarterback there at seventeen projected points, and then 
Uh, at wide receiver two right now, I am leaning towards starting Alec Pierce. And at tight end, I am leaning towards starting Kyle Pitts. Okay. So take it what you will. I just did that math in my head. Yikes. <laughs> that takes you up to 119 projected points. Okay. And with Jeff slotting somebody else in, he's going to be right there. So let's – actually, all right, here we go. I'll, I'll do the same thing I've been doing. Keys to victory with AJ Sportsbook. You're, you're rebranding because Jeff's not here. Jeff's yes. going to lose that one. <laughs> yes. but Jeff, I still haven't come up with my own, as I that, promised. That'll be back to Jeff next week. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at these matchups. There's not, like, any super – Appetizing matchups either way. Like yeah, no. The, it a lot McCaffrey of McCaffrey against Tampa Bay. The, the two defenses are the enticing yeah, matchups. The, literally the two defenses. Um, Henry against the Colts. Yeah, but the Colts they've been twenty second right now. Not good, but not like they're. I think they're better than that number says. Fair enough. I, I guess my key to victory, key to victory, is MV Pat. Mm, well, he's got Kelsey as well. Yeah, uh, obviously that too. I think, yes, the Chiefs diced up the Bills. San Fran is still a very respectable defense. If Pat Mahomes and Kelsey play well, they do what they've been doing, which is great numbers. Jeff rolls to victory. If San Fran can kind of shut them down a little bit, give them a little bit of problems, and let's say Mike Williams has a boom game against Seattle, which I think is possible, I think that is Drew's. Unless Keenan plays, I'm telling you, ten targets minimum. Keenan plays this week. And honestly, that should have been, dude. My that should have been my fucking fortune, dude. Honestly, honestly, I know, I know. uh, Mike Williams didn't have a great week one with Keenan in for for most of the game, but I I think Keenan Allen doesn't. Keenan had like six targets in a quarter and a half. No, I know. I'm and and, and what I'm saying is, I don't think that necessarily hurts Mike Williams a ton, just because the defense, the defense has got to figure that out. Well, I mean, and easy like herbert slings it he could yeah. easily get a like like 40 yard touchdown you know yeah um with keenan on the field you know like because then it, he can cook that second corner um yeah uh i i i'm taking jeff in the nail biter you're, t- you're taking jeff in the nail, nail biter? biter i think yeah. this one is going to be tight yeah like yeah Drew, like there are tough matchups here um, with Drew being very questionable, and you know he's got AJ Brown, the Eagles defense on by Jalen Hurts on by. That's very tough. I gotta go. Jeff um, at five and one continues on to a six and one. Yeah, I when I kind of projected this one out, I was very very close. I actually in the write up, I actually finished my, this section of the write up picking Jeff, and I took one more look back at it, and I was like, mm. I was like, man, I I don't he doesn't get Justin Jefferson, and if Damian Harris doesn't play, he's gonna have to start some really really suspect oh, yeah. players. I yeah. I think that I think it's gonna be. Very, very close. I, I really think it's going to be a close game. But He's got that tough Chubb matchup as well. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, we did forget to mention the names. Uh, Jeff is Mater Bader 3000 and Drew Starla Shepard. <laughs> uh, 
Fantastic name. Fantastic uh, thank you. Name. I was hoping that you hoping even that... got Muscle Man and Starla going at it <laughs> in, in the little picture there. My original logo was a picture of uh, Muscle Man with the, his Starla tattoo on his chest, oh. but you, could, you couldn't see it well okay, enough. Okay. So I'm just no, hoping, just I'm hoping we have at least a few regular show people out there. <laughs> so Starla, give us your pick. Are you going to quote the famous words? I'm not picking against myself. My uh, quote this week from the write-up is, I haven't picked myself to win the last few weeks, but I like my reserves options a little bit better than Jeff's. I will nervously mm. call for the upset. I'm okay. not picking against myself, he says. You guys need go. to get a button for that and just hit it when Drew makes his pick. Again, me and, Sebs are, me and Sebs are not the technical guys, but we need Jeff to get on trying to get some uh, sound buttons in yeah, here. That'd be nice. That'd be very nice. Honestly, though, uh, you know, as we're getting towards the end of this recording, don't be surprised if you don't hear an outro. We're still trying to figure out how to yeah, make that happen as yeah, well. This is going to be some tough going. And, and you may have noticed the intro. Actually, we will have to go back and listen to it. The intro may have been a little rough. Too you, because... you might as well put pregame on in Jeff's basement really quick. <laughs> or should I say the studio? Yeah. <laughs> while we try to figure this out because we might be here a while. <laughs> we have to get going. Yeah, All we right. have a lot of work to do. So this was a long episode, and there probably won't be any edits because Jeff's not here. But thank you for listening. This was AJ Sportsbook, Chairman F- Mr. Fink. We got Drew and myself, Sebs. We'll be welcoming back Jeff next week. Have, and, a, have uh, a safe flight home, Jeff. Yes. Don't bring any mosquitoes back. <laughs> All right. This was the Squib Kick. Go football. <laughs>